1: From NOLA Pizza in the NOLA Brewing Tap Room on Chapitula Street in New Orleans, we're Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti, Tulane
2: University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and director of the award-winning Birkenrode Reports. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Rashuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. There are around 4 million people in Louisiana. One million of us have downloaded the same app onto our phones, and that app is LA Wallet. You probably have it on your phone. If you don't, it holds a digital version of your driver's license, your hunting and fishing licenses. And if you're vaccinated against COVID-19, LA Wallet also holds your proof of vaccination. To get the app to work, all you have to do is download it from wherever you get apps. You don't have to upload your licenses or proof of vaccination. That information goes directly to to the app from the appropriate departments of the state of Louisiana. Now, Ellie Wallet is the biggest digital credential app in the United States, and Louisiana, the state that's usually at the bottom of every list, is at the top of this one. We're the first state in the nation to have a state approved digital vaccine card, which, by the way, is recognized and valid in every other state. My lunch guest today, Calvin Fabry, is founder and president of the software company Invoke and creator of LA Wallet. Calvin, we've been keeping up with you and your work at Invoke for many years. Congratulations on your tremendous success. Welcome back to out to lunch. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Back in the earlier days of what came to be known as the digital revolution, e-commerce and social media were two totally separate things. You went to one place to buy stuff online and you went to another place online to buy post pictures of of what you bought. Those days are long gone. Today, e-commerce, social media, and everything else you do online are inextricably linked. If you have a business, you have an online presence. Even if your business is a brick and mortar building that requires people to walk in the door, you can't rely on a neon sign to achieve that anymore. And that's why an industry of digital marketing agencies have been created. These agencies put the equivalent of your neon sign online in a place where your potential customers can see it. However, unlike screwing a neon sign to your building, online marketing is not quite so simple. Since 2012, a digital marketing agency called Online Optimism has been designing and installing online neon signs for local companies like Hibernia Bank, the Downtown Development District, and the Ogden Museum of Southern Art. Like so many other types of optimism, online optimism started out in New Orleans. The agency also has offices in Washington, D.C. and Atlanta. The Managing Director of Online Optimism here in New Orleans is Sam Olmsted. Sam, welcome out to lunch. Thanks so much for having me. Now Calvin, the business model for a lot of apps and online utilities is You get 30 days free to try it out, and then you have to buy it or pay for a monthly subscription. LA Wallet seems to have gone the opposite direction. When the app first came out to download it, there was a one-time fee of around $5. Today, LA Wallet is free. Now that you have a million users, and you're the biggest online identification platform in the US, I assume you've come up with some other method of monetizing your creation and collecting that $5. What is the LA Wallet business model? Sure, thanks for having me again. Um, LA Wallet, we decided to make it
1: free about the time that COVID-19 started really kicking in because people needed a way to have a hands-off way to identify themselves, to prove their identity, and now of course to prove their vaccination status and soon their negative test status. Uh, There are some commercial agencies that find value that is, they will pay for, commercial-type verifications. Whether you're verifying a roster of employees to make sure that they are all uh, abiding by a certain type of identification or proving a health status, those kind of commercial uh, endeavors are what actually pay for LA
2: Wallet. So we think of now, I think of it as a consumer-based product, but there's a commercial side to it.
1: Right, the commercial side of that. Since we're so deeply ingrained with the state's uh, systems— the Department of Public Safety, the Wildlife and Fisheries, there's a lot of other benefits for commercial entities to be able to verify people, to make sure that commercial drivers are not suspended, for example. Um, That's one of the things we do, is monitor the driving records in real time, not once a year, but in real time, of
2: someone's uh, changing from valid to invalid status. Now, Sam, one of the main goals you hear people in online marketing uh, talk about is SEO, search engine optimization. If you have a business when someone searches online for something I'm selling, if I have a good SEO, my company comes up first in the search. So there's a greater likelihood a person will click on my business ahead of everyone else. Back in the day when people used the yellow pages to find a business, businesses tried a similar sort of manipulation by listing themselves as something like AAAA carpet cleaning or a A A A jelly beans. All of the A's in front of their name meant that in the alphabetical listings they'd be first, like the A's in front of a name only one company can come up first in a Google search. So I'm wondering how cost effective SEO is. Say I'm selling jelly beans online. If I'm a small business in New Orleans for what I can afford to pay you, can I expect you to put enough digital A's in front of my name to get me to the top of a Google search ahead of everyone else selling jelly beans online? That's a good question. So we no longer do AAA
3: jellybeans.com or whatever it may be. (laughs) But what's really important when you're talking about SEO or search engine optimization is creating value for your potential customers. So we don't try and manipulate Google search results what we do is we create content that adds value to our customers and our prospective customers so maybe you're searching for the best jelly beans out there or where can I find locally made jelly beans and hopefully you can create content on your website that shows up when you search that so if you're looking for jelly beans in New Orleans uh, I frankly don't know where to find them but hopefully if you search those key terms those keywords, uh, they'll pop up. And the website that you have and you're running um, will appear for
2: your prospective customers. So you're an ad agency, but you have no print or broadcast. Is that pretty correct? Pretty much, yeah. We do some print advertising
3: if we need to, but that's really not our specialty. We're fully digital. We're a full service digital marketing agency. So we do website design, search engine optimization, content creation, video production, search engine marketing, uh, social media advertising. There's really kind of an endless list of things that you can do online and, and ways to reach your potential customers.
2: Now Calvin, all of the uh, products and uh, entities you're working with would require working with a bunch of agencies in, in this, at the state level. How did you do that? I used to work up at the Capitol and um, that kind of thing s- sounds miserable. Well, you know, we're, we're a very relational type state
1: in Louisiana, almost to a fault to where when people come into Louisiana to come work, they actually have a high defection rate because it's hard to break into our circles of our communities, whether it's a church or just a clique or just a neighborhood. Um, so it was unique about LA Wallet was we had the leaders of all the departments, alcohol control, state police. Uh, General Counsel and the Department of Public Safety all getting together and saying first what they would not do and then what we would do. For example, state police said, I will never touch their device because the minute I do, they're going to accuse me of cracking their screen, going through their their personal effects. So right off the bat, we were hands off, which worked really well for
2: the COVID-19 transition. And it, part of that really shocked me is that when you came up with the idea, You thought it would take months to put this together, and it was a couple of weeks. How did that work? Well, the legislature, uh, Representative
1: Ted James, had already sponsored legislation allowing for a digital representation of a driver's license. So that legislation was in place, and we were making good on that legislation.
2: And Sam, uh, what I've been reading is that all the folks that work in your organization are really young but I've found that young people are more likely to change jobs. How do you deal with that?
3: Yeah, hiring is one of our, our biggest uh, things that we put an investment into. So um, by that, I mean we do a lot of work in uh, hiring interns and training them, getting them up to speed and uh, getting them real-world experience. Um, we have a, a robust specialist program of, across all three of our cities and, uh, and most of our employees are under 30 years old. And um, that's not something that we seek out. Um, we, we are actually actively trying to get older employees and attract that more diverse uh, you know, employee base. Um, but a lot of times younger people are attracted to digital marketing because it's something that they've grown up with, that they touch every day, whether it's social media or content creation, video production, these are things that younger people are naturally drawn to because is just something that's been a part of their lives since they were kids.
2: And uh, this kind of setup you have where the specialists are basically kind of interns, uh, I guess that creates some sort of pipeline or farm team for you. I mean, that was pretty clever.
3: Yeah, absolutely. What we do is we talk to local universities like Tulane and Xavier Dillard and Loyola, uh, all the universities um, in New Orleans and Atlanta and D.C. and We work with them to get students who are interested in marketing bring them to our specialist program. Most of our specialists are actually recent graduates. Um, We pay $15 an hour, which was just a a recent uh, pay bump as well. And they work uh, almost uh, 40 hour weeks. So this is really a robust program for them to get hands-on experience with real world clients. Um, They work directly on those campaigns and they help create content. They help uh, create social media calendars and really do everything um, that those people may be interested in learning.
2: Now, Calvin, I would think I might not be right about this, but every state is knocking on your door because they they want this. Is that true? Or there are some states that
1: are uh, asking us to directly come visit them, which we'll be doing uh, even this week to demonstrate all of the all of what we've accomplished here in Louisiana. And it's interesting you say that because. Disaster recovery companies in the IT world, the data center companies, they come down from New York to see what has Louisiana done for their disasters because you guys actually go through them. We just think about them and try to prepare for them. But a lot of people come to Louisiana to see how we've done it, how we've survived. And one of those is is company culture. I think what Sam was talking about. A culture is so important for keeping our employees here because if I'm working 100% from home, well I'm just shopping the best deal but if I have a culture and and I'm valued and I'm
2: respected as an employee I want to stay where I'm at. And Calvin you mentioned disasters can you just give us an idea for instance what happened during Hurricane Ida where do you fit in there? Um, Hurricane Ida Actually, LA Wallet is used for remote
1: verification for disaster victims. For example, we used to go out and get the National Guard and state police and go to a Walmart parking lot with a big box of debit cards. And it was riddled with fraud, delays, and people coming across the states to get debit cards. Now they can verify their identity remotely using LA Wallet. We know if they're in the affected area because they live in the right zip code. And so we're
2: curbing fraud while helping people get their disaster benefits faster. And Sam, uh, you know, one of the things I, when I go into a site, one of the things that gets me is that there, some of them are just tough to navigate if you're not a techie or, I guess that's part of what you do, right? To make it easier.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Whenever we build a website for a client, one of the first things that we focus on is the audience, the user pathways. So when you get to the website, What are you trying to get your audience to do? Are they trying to convert to become a customer? Um, Are they gonna sign up for a newsletter? Maybe they're just gonna fill out a form. And we take this into account whenever we build a website and that's the first step. Um, And that's true for any social media profile. It's true for any content creation that we do. Um, We have to know the audience and that really is how we get started.
2: And uh, nothing against data scientists, but. I don't think they would be very good at making this themselves.
3: <laughs> well, we have designers as well. So um, our whole team is, is backed by our design department that creates these beautiful websites and helps create graphics or animations or really anything that goes on the web.
2: You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Peter Raschuti. I'm talking with Sam Olmstead from the digital marketing and design agency Online Optimism and Calvin Fabry from software company Invoke. You probably know him as the creator of LA Wallet, Calvin, we've followed you for a long time with Lafayette Show and here in Baton Rouge. Um, I happen to believe that you've got other ideas in your head.
1: (laughs) Oh, we do. You know, having an app that's touched by so many people in our own state, uh, we kind of transitioned off of the profit. You know, profit is a means to help us get to the next step. It's not our why. So, for example, we just learned that there are up to 20 people a day looking for organs uh, for organ donation. Well, the only time we go and sign up for organ, to be an organ donor, is once every eight years at the DMV. So we're working with the National Registry to allow you to do that inside of LA Wallet anytime. And further, you can say, I don't want to donate my eyes, I want to keep them, but you can have my heart and all the other pieces. So I didn't know you could do that with an organ donor uh, uh, affidavit, but it's really,
2: really cool. Wow. You know first I thought you were talking about actual organs like donating organs like yeah these kind yeah of those organs, are <laughs> like the pipe I was organs thinking, what can't Calvin do you know it's uh, they, uh they, Sam how do people find you I mean you're very good at helping clients get out there how do you push yourself out there That's a great
3: question. How do we get found online? It's the same way that we help our clients. We create a lot of useful resources for people. So um, for businesses specifically, uh, especially in the Louisiana area, we do a lot of resources. After Hurricane Ida, we um, provided a lot of information about how to bounce back, what you can do, what type of messaging should go online when you're closed for an indeterminate amount of time. Um, So how do you connect with your customers when you don't really have a way to reach them? um during the hurricane for example you know a lot of a lot of places closed down at least temporarily and their only way to get their information out was through social media and so all of a sudden social media which sometimes gets looked down on as not a, a great way to communicate is the only way to communicate um, and so uh, it becomes very valuable
2: and uh giving hurricane ida as an example what would you want that client to do would you want um, them to say in that on that site that Uh, that they in fact are still open for business even though they're not physically there, Uh, like an idea of when they might open. Is that what you're trying to get out of that? Yeah,
3: the main main thing that we wanna get across is that everything is up to date because the most important thing you could do is just have the most current information possible. If you're closed, you're closed. Um, If you think you're gonna be back in a few days, you can put a a header on your website that tells your customers when you're gonna be back and just gives a little more information. I think that what customers really want to know is what's relevant and what's the most current information possible. Because we all know from COVID especially, it's easy to Google a restaurant and have no clue whether it's open. You don't know if they're dining in, you don't know if they're taking out and- Or what band's playing. You don't know anything, you know anything. And, And it's become so difficult to really trust what you see online and Having a, a good presence online is, is a really valuable piece of, of your media profile.
2: And Calvin, you killed one industry, the industry where people would take an exacto knife and try to adjust their driver's license to get into a bar. So sorry about those people. <laughs> but well, I uh,
1: think people over 45 are the only ones that would recognize <laughs> that, but you're right. There are still a lot of fakes out there.
2: <laughs> I would imagine if I were um, somebody dealing with an age-sensitive uh product like alcohol, you would be kind of a godsend, right? I mean, it wasn't them at the door, it's just sure. the
1: yes or no. <clears throat> and you can use the scanner feature of LA Wallet to verify another digital or physical driver's license. If you scan the back of a plastic driver's license with LA Wallet, it will phone back to the DMV and tell you if that's a fake or not. It actually pulls the photo no. down from, from the DMV to make sure I'm not looking at a fake. Because there are
2: fake websites everywhere. Wow, you talk about fake websites and misinformation. <laughs> I would think, you know, I call what you have a vaccine passport, but I guess that is kind of a politically loaded statement. What what have you gone through and what do you call it? Uh, well, I,
1: I'll take a cue from the governor. He said this will never be called a vaccine passport. He said it will always be purely optional. And I think that he's trying to allow uh Citizens and businesses to make the best decisions, no matter what road they go down on, with respect to uh, citizens' health and how they operate.
2: Sam, you came like so many people. You came here to go to school. Uh, What made you? What made you stay? So many people, you know, leave after graduation. You, you stuck it out. That's a good question.
3: I'll tell you what happened. I came down to New Orleans in in 2008, I think, Um, and it was November. I grew up in Washington, D.C. It was cold. And I came down and I saw some palm trees and I saw some beautiful oak oak trees on uh, Tulane's campus and I I was sold. So um, really, I I was attracted to the climate, the people, the culture, and that same thing that brought
2: me here is what kept me here. And Um, both of you, I think it's very easy for a listener to think you're overnight success. Uh, Sam, you went through a lot of different... Companies and and such. You even made a stop off in real estate. That wasn't. That's the one that doesn't make sense of the list. By the way, there's. Uh, did you feel like you were building towards something?
3: I, I I worked in real estate right after I graduated from Tulane, and I, I just didn't really find the creativity in it. And I think that that's something that a lot of people in our industry um, can relate to. Is if you are in a job that doesn't allow you to be creative, allow you to have an outlet for your ideas. Um, then you just won't find a lot of love in it. Uh, I, I only worked there for less than a year and and moved out of there as quickly as I could. But, um, but all the other places you
2: worked were you know, building to where you are now. Yeah,
3: the other places I worked, I worked in-house at a software company doing marketing for them. I worked at a, a creative think tank doing uh, marketing for them as well. And now I, I've been at Online Optimism for almost five years and it's a good fit for me. And I think it's a great place to grow a career. And that's why I enjoy it.
2: And- Calvin I've been talking about all the different extensions you've done with the app but are there some new products that are floating around your head or maybe maybe further than floating around your head uh, well right now
1: invoke is a we're a lifestyle business we're not looking to flip it we love what we do we would retire unto doing what we do now so that's sort of the things that, that Sam and I do I mean we like to treat, the user first Sam deals in user experience and user interface as do we we always start with the user satisfy the person before the requirements so whatever that next thing is we're gonna innovate through it and hopefully give it away Sam what's what is the next thing on your side
3: the next thing is uh, for online optimism is to keep growing where we are we've already expanded last year from New Orleans to Atlanta to Washington (laughs) DC I don't think we're opening up any new cities anytime soon um, but we've just gone fully remote. Um, we have officially gone a, a fully remote workforce uh, is optional. And that goes back to what Calvin said about company culture. If you're fully remote, you're really competing nationally with uh, companies you know all over the country. And when you're competing nationally, you have to provide a company culture that's worth staying at um, and allowing people to grow within that company, allowing them to find career paths, find what they're passionate about, and. Uh, and drive that forward.
1: I think a lot of people in California are looking for a nice place to work. Yeah. They should consider Louisiana. <laughs> they should, the and Silicon they can Bayou. get the
2: LA, LA wallet as well. In fact, Calvin, you mentioned that term, which we knock around here once in a while. I mean, do you feel it's uh, that that's coming, the Silicon Bayou, and you more confident?
1: Well, there are a lot of uh, research and development tax credits in our state, digital media tax credits. Those are some still alive. And it's a welcoming business environment for technology companies. We have lots of incubators, lots of great courses and uh, curriculum at our colleges for computer science. And hopefully, uh, like Sam and I like to do, keep them here. If you're here and you're technical and you find your left brain is really working well, come to us. If your right brain is really working well, go see Sam.
2: <laughs> and Sam, talk about left brain, right brain. You came as a creative and because of some changes in personnel and all, now you're a manager. Yeah. Um, I know you went to the business school, so at least you took one course in that. But that's, um, that's, yeah. How has that been a different life? Well, it's interesting. I,
3: I love coming up with new ideas, whether that's coming up with ideas for marketing campaigns or whether it's coming up with new ideas for how to deal with processes. So, you know, a lot of my job is listening to people. I think that. Something that I didn't necessarily expect was how much listening I would do. Most of my job is talking to our staff and our employees, seeing what they like, what they don't like, what's uh, encouraging to them, what they could change, um, and then reacting to that, putting in place policies and workflows that actually respond to them and listen critically, not just, uh, not just in one ear, out the other.
2: And Calvin, you're the perfect example of all this because you actually have a, a suggestion page uh, which I imagine you get some wild answers. What, what is it for, by the way? Is it to, for new, new products that people it, are calling about?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a way for us to ask the residents of Louisiana, what do you want to see next? And at the top of the list was wildlife and fisheries licenses. <laughs> that was right up there, right next to vehicle registration and concealed carry permits, which is kind of unusual. The people that were resistant about a digital ID, once they learned that hunting and fishing is now on there, no, they want the concealed carry permit on there.
3: <laughs> I was just going to say, Calvin, I, I went duck hunting for the uh, first weekend this weekend. And I bought my duck stamp and my duck hunting license and everything like that. And I said, OK, I'm talking to this guy on Tuesday. Let's see if it worked. And I opened up the L.A. wallet and boom, it was right there instantly. So that was really cool. Ooh, glad to hear oh,
1: that. Look at that. <laughs> You're the
2: mystery shopper. That's that was terrific.
1: Me. <laughs> I've got a question for Sam. I've heard the phrases white hat and dark hat when it comes to search engine optimization? uh, What does does that mean?
3: Yeah, so typically, yeah, white hat and black hat SEO uh, refer to different strategies of SEO that either follow Google's guidelines or don't follow Google's guidelines. So when you think about white hat SEO, that's everything that a typical agency would do. People like online optimism would create content, earn backlinks, do some technical modifications of your website, Black Hat SEO is a little bit uh, more devious for uh, getting your website to rank higher on Google. So it's uh, just things that wouldn't necessarily follow Google's guidelines, um, whether that's you know, putting uh, blank text on a, on a page to try and get keywords to, to rank higher, or you know, different technical modifications that are probably not acceptable to
2: Google. Okay. Thanks. So, like cowboys, white hat, black hat—that's always yeah. the way it was in yeah. the movie. That—that'll work. Exactly, out. Calvin. I didn't ask this earlier, but what about competition? I mean, you've—it's so great what you've done. I mean, other people must be thinking about it. Sure. There's some large, uh, national and international companies
1: in this space that are competing, um, and they are—they're good companies. Uh, we just think that you know, based on the timeline, we're three years ahead of them in Louisiana. They were withholding releasing a digital driver's license, waiting on an ISO-compliant standard. We figured we can meet the standard after it's released, but let's give the benefit. Let's release early and often and give something a benefit now rather than letting the quest
2: for perfect ruin something that's very good. That make that makes sense. The uh, uh, Sam? Uh, I want to ask you about the shoe uh, when I see the name Olmsted, I think of um, uh, the guy who designed Central Park and all yeah. that, Frederick Law. Uh, are you some sort of uh, distant relative?
3: Yeah, some sort of distant relative for sure. He's, oh, my dad would kill me, but some sort of great, great, great <laughs> uncle. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he's been called the father of urban, uh, you know, landscape architecture. And uh, it's a really cool relative to have. Uh, unfortunately, um, my garden could use a little bit of uh, handiwork, <laughs> but uh, didn't quite get passed down.
2: I really was hoping this was going to be a, a
1: strength of yours. They, uh... <laughs> yeah. My family's handyman gene skipped over me. Yeah, for
3: exactly. sure. <laughs> Calvin, I actually had a question for you. Um, so it seems like the LA Wallet is connected to a lot of government organizations. So your ID, uh, Wildlife and Fisheries. What about... Uh, commercial enterprises, I want to put my Costco card on there, I want to put, you know, other things on there and make it a, a true wallet. What do you think about that?
1: Sure. Uh, we would love to compete with Apple in that, okay. in that <laughs> regard. But, uh, but yeah,
3: sure, we can have, uh, we've
1: been approached to have other kinds of credentials added. For example, the community college system. I mean, one of the longest lines in getting into a community college is waiting to get your plastic ID printed that Here? you're going to leave Absolutely. in your wallet at your house. But you'll turn a plane around if you forget your phone. So I agree that most credentials, commercial or otherwise, uh, would, would would find a great home in LA Wallet. It's secure, it's optional, and it's always with you.
2: Calvin, just this conversation probably tells listeners of what goes on. Everybody's got an idea for you, right? Everyone has an idea. Over the course of more than a decade that we've been making out to lunch, I've lost count of the number of times I've been surprised by the accomplishments and the extraordinarily creative business ideas of the people sitting across the table for me. In all honesty, I can't say that happened today. I'm not at all surprised by your success or your ideas, Calvin, because I've been following your progress since I first met you in Lafayette on our show, uh, Out to Lunch Acadiana when you were building apps for the oil field. And even back then in 2016, you were a powerhouse. You had 30 employees and you were creating a unique custom software. After all these years of hard work, LA Wallet is very likely the beginning of breaking Invoke into a nationwide marketplace. I look forward to hearing about that when we meet again next time sam digital marketing is today's essential bridge between companies and customers even if you have the greatest company or service in the world it doesn't mean much if nobody knows about it Uh, online optimism represents a collection of impressive new orleans businesses and your talents and skills are earning you a similar range of clients in atlanta and dc congratulations on all of your successes to date We'll be following your future progress with interest, too. Sam and Calvin, thank you both for taking the time to join me today on Out to Lunch.
1: Glad to be here. Thanks so much.
2: My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Calvin Fabry, founder and president of Invoke, creator of LA Wallet, and Sam Olmstead, managing director of Online Optimism. We edited this show to fit into our time slot here on WWNO. You can hear our unedited conversation and find out more about Calvin and Invoke, and Sam's online optimism by listening to the Out to Lunch podcast. You can find and subscribe to the Out to Lunch podcast on your podcast app and on our website, itsneworleans.com. If you want to know what we look like, you can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and on our Out to Lunch social media. These photos were taken today by Jill LaFleur. You can find more of Jill's photos at LaFleurphoto.com. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. The producer of our show is Grant Morris, our technical producer is Eric Merle, and our researcher is Maggie Mendel. I'm Peter Rusciutti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the lunch table for more business, New Orleans style, on Out to Lunch.
0: Out to Lunch was recorded live over lunch at the Nola Brewing Tap Room, 3001 Chapatula Street. Open seven days a week. Nola Brewing Tap Room has a wide variety of craft beers and authentic hand tossed New York style city pizza by Nola Pizza. More information is at Nolabrewing.com. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones-Walker. Established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. Out to Lunch is brought to you by Basics Swim and Gym and Basics Underneath Fine Lingerie. And by The It's New Orleans Happy Hour podcast. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at MitchellForeman.com.